Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Why, where today we're going to talk about some of the current issues and look at what the Word of God has to say about them. I like it. All right, let's All do right. this. <laughs> Thank you for all you guys who've been praying with us and supporting the channel. We want to invite you to like the channel. Go ahead and hit that uh, thumbs up and hit the bell so we can let you know that we're going to be back on when the ding, next ding, episode ding. comes out. Also, share this. Share it around with your friends so mm-hmm. that we can get this discussion going. All right. So as we go forward today, we want to talk about the concept of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And spiritual warfare is one of those things that has gotten a lot of bad press going forward coming out of the the 80s and the 90s. Where That's you, because Christians have a tendency to get kind of silly. Get wacky, yeah. We, we take something that is very real, <laughs> very scriptural, right. and, we, and make... we make it stupid. And what we don't want to do is make it be stupid because it's a weapon, it's a tool that God has given us. It's in a state of mind that the Lord has right. given us that would cause us otherwise to, uh, if we ignore it, I mean, it allows us to go into this, this contentious situation mm-hmm. of life not right. prepared. Yeah, because there's a lot of things, just thinking about that, that... Because we don't need to be concerned about seeming relevant or cool to the wor- world because Jesus is always relevant right. and cool. you know. But there are things that's like you've seen the church do that like discredits. Right. And there's been a lot of that. I mean, then we see people leaving the church because they're like, it's not even real or whatever. And it's like... <sighs> it's so easy to get caught up in the stupidity. Yeah, but, it's, it's but way the too reality easy. is... That these things that are real. We very are. We and they're important. Are. <laughs> we very are. <laughs> we are very definitely in the middle of a spiritual battle. Right. And right. it is a battle for the souls of men. Mm-hmm. Now, what we wanted to establish out front is that even though this battle is, is, in fact, between good and evil, it's not between the good God and the bad God. It's not as if... Uh, the old gods of Olympus have come back, and, and we have um, Zeus fighting, uh, what's his face, Neptune. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I get the two Greek and Roman gods. You know who I'm talking about. I get their Greek gods. <laughs> Greek <laughs> or Roman gods where they're fighting each other. Right. It's not that always case. fighting. Yeah. This is a situation where you have the God, the one and only true God, and Satan who hates him but cannot hurt him. And so he attacks us. The The point is, is that this battle that is happening around us uh, usually goes invisible to our eyes. We don't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't necessarily hear it because we don't recognize the sounds of war. And so we are very often taken unawares by it. And the true losers mm-hmm. are those who do not know Jesus Christ. Right. And what we want to talk about today is how do we recognize that spiritual battle? What are the different fronts that's being fought on? And why are these things happening? So let's let's read a passage of scripture here together. <laughs> this is out of Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse three through five. It says we live in this world, but we don't fight our battles in the same way the world does. The weapons we use are not human ones. Our weapons have power from God and can destroy the enemy's strong places. We destroy people's arguments and we tear down every proud idea that raises itself against the knowledge of God. We also capture every thought and make it give up and obey Christ. Mm-hmm. So in this short passage, we see very simply that the battle has been decried. We, it is mm-hmm. is happening. And yet, the apostle tells us by the Spirit of God that the weapons that we use are not the, the normal, regular ones. Right. So when we start seeing these uh, ideas floating around in society, like right now, here in the Idaho area, you know, we have this thing with the gay pride 
thing coming up. Or the, the child's yeah, drag show. They was going to have a, a, yeah, a child drag show for children. It's what like, was it, 12 to 18 or something like that? Yeah. And so in any other situation, that would be considered child sexual abuse. But because we put it on the guise of gay pride, all of a sudden it becomes acceptable. And not even only, though we've seen it's not, because people are having an issue with it, and so it was even postponed. Yeah, but even know, though we, we they call it, ex- about, they, they push crazy. it out there, mm-hmm. and the things that they're doing are the things that people are arrested and sent to prison for. But yet, because we call it gay pride, right. all of a sudden now it becomes acceptable. It becomes promotable. You know, I was talking to mom the other day, and she just yesterday, and she said something that I was like, that is so true, because... Um, I forget the situation. Oh, yes. Sister-in-law was talking to a friend that had said that, I guess she knows a friend. This is like a lot of like, well, she said, she said, but anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter who said it. Here's what happened. Okay. There is this kid, goes to school, second, it's like the what, third, third week of school. Right. And he's like, I think like a, either kindergarten, first grade, something like that. First grade, if I remember. I don't remember. Grade. Yeah, something like that. And anyways, they were basically told at school that, you know, there can be two mommies or two daddies and just trying to normalize Mm-hmm. homosexuality right so the kid comes home kind of confused like any kid might right. if they're not used to that or not hearing that before and so they're like you know in what context do you even need to be talking about that at school really right. you know um, it's just you know we talked about the three R's reading writing arithmetic <laughs> okay just teach the kids that but then they, they get into that right and so then mom brought up this and I was like this is such a good point she says if you had a teacher at school in a first grade classroom, second grade, mm-hmm. third grade, that told the kids, you know, Santa isn't real. Parents would have, they'd lose their ever-loving minds. Mm-hmm. The school would be upset and be like, wow. you can't say that at school. Okay, but you can teach my child about sexuality. Or even more like, to the point, if a, child, a parent told, a teacher told a child that Jesus is the only true God. Right. And that he is Lord. The building would burn the down. Would build down. Burn so the building would It's just down. funny because something that's so like, a non-issue that really doesn't matter, like Santa, people would lose their mind over. Mm-hmm. But things that actually have serious consequences, like so, the question you know, is: they're okay Why with does doing this it. happen? Right. That's that's what it gets and to. That's the question. So why are why is it that otherwise sane adults, mm-hmm. uh, people who have been elected or appointed to positions of authority and power in our public government systems, why is it that these people? Have lost cannot see that talking to a child by sexuality in first, second, third grade, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, why is it the teacher's responsibility to teach a child about sexuality or mm-hmm. even more so try to change a child's mind or right. concepts hmm. about sexuality? Why would that be okay? Right. You know, it makes me think, so we watched Uncle Tom 2 the right. other day, and it's really good. I would recommend watching it if you saw the first one. If you haven't seen the first one, see it, but the second one I think is really good. And they kind of tap into what we're talking about today in the sense of there's a lot of things that happen in our natural world mm-hmm. that could make any, I think, sane person with some sort of moral background right. scratch your head a little bit and be like, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? Because there's things that happen, but there's always a spiritual battle behind it. And so in Uncle Tom, too, they really highlighted that. So, right. for instance, they talk about education. Right. And how, you know, nowadays we just kind of have normalized this idea that well you know there's there's governmental standards mm-hmm. on what we need to do for education and it's it's very normal and i didn't really think about it. I'm like yeah it is it's like we kind of expect that mm-hmm. there's gonna be something on the ballot and you know and we're trying to get people in who care about education and all that stuff you know but he's talking about this idea of government even having a hand in mm-hmm. education mm-hmm. didn't really come into play until the later 1900s 1900s yes. you know like even when you were a kid things like yes. that 
So in the 60s, prior to that, education was primarily controlled. Very, very localized. By, very localized. It was localized and like the church had a church huge and, and, family. and family. Church you know, and church family. and family. And then we had like the, the school and the one room, you know, people in there. And, and so it's totally changed now where government gets involved mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you see and prayer you out of schools question, and all these things why? happening. Why is the government involved? And that's where the spiritual comes in. And this is where the spiritual battle Because we could is. get caught up in just fighting this political battle, mm-hmm. but the weapons of our warfare, as we just read, are not carnal. And so, yes, use everything you have. I'm going to go back to a quote that we used we got to remember how to fight. A quote we used a long time ago by uh, Malcolm X. And he was talking about the struggle at the time uh, we recognized as a civil rights struggle mm-hmm. in this country, primarily focused between black and the white communities in this country. And where he said, the biggest enemy to the black man in America is the liberal white man. Mm-hmm. And he went on to say, you, uh, he goes, you, you get deceived in thinking this is about Democrat and Republican. He says, there hasn't been a real Democrat or Republican in this country for 100 years. Yeah. This has really been about the elites. And that's what we come back to is that, and I know it sounds conspiratorial to say this, but in every society. Only if you don't know history. history. I was like, in every society in human history, there's always been that one group of people who felt like they had the right to tell other people how to live and then have those other people sustain their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's why you can see so often, especially like in Congress, they'll pass rules and laws that they are not subject to. Mm -hmm. For instance, when Obamacare came out and it was an abysmal. piece of, of legislation. But was all of Congress exempt? Yes. Where it's like, they're really? Exempt. Really, y'all? Really? Yeah, they, they have their very fine policy <laughs> I'm totally not cool with that. But they not passed okay. these rules. The same thing with the mm-hmm. Second Amendment, right? They want to destroy the right to bear arms. But yet, they maintain mm-hmm. that they need to have armed protection. Right. And so, very often, we see this mentality that comes down, and it really is what the Bible says. It's the enemy coming, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Yeah. Every time he manifests is for that purpose. You know what you're saying? I mean, there's so many examples we could think of currently that just paint this this picture and make mm-hmm. it make sense. You know, even just the other day, um, Biden's speech that everyone's like, man, he looked like he looked like a dictator. I'm like, do they right. not care about the optics of this? Because you know the the red the behind red him, like in his arms, like ah. and then but I was reading what he's saying, he keeps tweeting it out, right? About how He's like, MAGA Republicans are a very specific sect mm-hmm. of Republicans. Mainstream Republicans are okay. In fact, I've worked with them. I'm like, okay. But you see what he's saying. But let's look at what he's actually saying. Mm-hmm. Because MAGA Republicans would be considered anybody who voted for Trump. Right. And if we look at the numbers, that was a lot of people. Right. Millions and millions and, and millions, millions of, of Americans. Yes. So what he says is it's a small radical sect is a lie. You no, know, what he's doing like, is what he's always done. What I mean by he, I mean the spirit behind him, mm-hmm. is what we call divide and conquer. That's exactly what he's doing. What he right? wants to do Us is versus say them. he has to break this base up, in this case, the Republican base, mm-hmm. because as a whole, it's too large. Right. As a whole, they can't control it. As a whole, it can take over government and those kind mm-hmm. of things. So that power base is like... We have to fracture. We have, we have to. Yeah, we have to. These factions. So we're going to say that get them fighting. you are a good Republican, and these are bad Republicans. And of course, we want to be good Republicans. So and I'll be so, like, I'm not one of those. <laughs> and so again, we fall prey to the mentality of what this this entity of this spirit behind this darkness is trying to do. Right. Even if you go back as far as the Book of Genesis, when the men of the earth, uh, under the headship of Nimrod, are 
building a tower, the Tower of Babel, right. tower to reach the sky. What did God identify as being the one tool that would stop that from working? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember it. The one tool that was up. I what mean, did God? What did well, God he changed the language. Right. They all he spoke to divided them. Okay. Oh yes. yes and yes, by yes. purposes of dividing them, they they lacked the ability to work together to come together in one heart and one mind right. to achieve the thing that they had set. Because once the Bible says, once men have determined to do something, they come into unity. They can then put their resources and powers to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, we were created in the image of God. God is Himself a creator, mm -hmm. and so we have that tendency to want to create. The problem is, since the fall of man and sin has entered into the human uh, creature, our efforts are sinful. <laughs> we so, try to create things that are destructive. Yeah, we create. Right? Look, and think about it. Think yeah. about the, the different kingdoms we see in the world. Let's go to entertainment, for instance. That mm -hmm. is a kingdom that has been created by man. But in that kingdom, what do we see reflected? 99.8% of the time is immorality. Oh, we yeah. We see now that... This uh, transgenderism mm -hmm. is really being pushed. Uh, this homogenistic idea between men and women that there is no difference right. between voyeurism, them. all like, this stuff, homosexuality, uh, right. perversion, pornography, all this is becoming so commonplace because that is the root of that kingdom. Mm -hmm. Everything that the enemy does is going to lead to death. I say this all the time, and, and and I say it to you out there in our audience today. Think about the people you know mm -hmm. who flat out reject the law, and the rules of God. And then you look at their lives, you say to them, how's that working out for you? Right. And I see it time and time again. It's so much easier to see it on the individual level, I think, when you watch people's lives and they just keep propping up that lie mm -hmm. behind another lie, another lie, another lie. In the same way, we see people who are drug addicts. Mm -hmm. They get that first hit and they're chasing the dragon for the rest of their life. Right. Trying to get back to that place. And that's what I see in society around yeah, us. Yeah, you know, and a lot of it, because I know some people who are, do not know the Lord at all. <laughs> you know, and they're getting by. They have... Let's mm -hmm. say a happy life, mm -hmm. but if you look at things, it's like they're always—it's always like this kind of coping. Right. They have coping mechanisms they have in place. If you remove those things, shoot, like there's going to be a they, mental breakdown. Right? And they have to again because it is unnatural. Mm -hmm. They have to. They desperately need you to approve of them, mm -hmm. and that's why you see this push to change societal norms. If you look at America on a historical platform, and you just oppose that against the Roman Empire. And you see America and Rome following this same pattern. Right. And as we get deeper and deeper into this thing, uh, this morass of uh, immorality, we see ourselves embracing more and more the same things that destroyed Greece, the same things that destroyed Rome. We, or, and we, instead of turning away from them and saying, oh, that's that, that hurts, we double down. Mm -hmm. And so instead of saying that homosexuality is wrong, we double down and say, Hey, no, there's no difference between men and women at all. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, you can be a man and be a woman. You can transfer. And now people, some poll, I think it was you quoted me yesterday, they was reading some poll where they said um, so many Democrats. I said, uh, yeah, Daily Wire did it. Like that one in four Democratic voters believe that men can get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's probably not true. People say things because they know it's socially acceptable. But in their heart of hearts, they know that's not but true. But the truth is, is that because that pressure exists mm -hmm. people are conforming to it mm -hmm. romans 12 right be not conformed to this world but be, be transformed by the renewing of your minds mind. and what happens is, is that so many of us because we fail to recognize that this is a spiritual battle we don't want to offend people mm -hmm. oh my gosh so, even i i felt that pressure before uh -huh. where it's like i say something and i'm like oh great i hope there's no 
you know, real no lefty people because they're going to hate me for what I just said. Uh-huh. And I had this in my mind and it's like, you know what? No. Um, Allie Stuckey was talking about this on her podcast the other day. I just love listening to what she says because talked about a lot of good things there and just about how there's that pressure to apologize. Right. And she was saying, you know, don't apologize for something unless it's a genuine apology and it's actually worth apologizing unless for. Unless it's real. Because what people want is they don't want your apology. They want your submission. Uh-huh. And so it's like, you know, and so it's like, just like you always say, dad, you know, you can do any kind of crazy you want. Just do not <laughs> intend that I go there with you. That's right. And so there's been times where I felt like, oh, man, should I, like, apologize just in case? I'm like, you know what? No. No. I'm not going to because I said nothing wrong. Right. I said nothing wrong. Truth is truth. Right. As we say, truth matters. Let me read this other scripture. <laughs> yes, it does. Here. Truth matters. It says, this is in Romans. We just been talking about Romans. Mm-hmm. This is uh, in Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. The apostle writes, I say this because you know that we live in an important time. Yes, it is now time for you to wake up from your sleep. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Hmm. The night is almost finished. The day is almost here. So we should stop doing whatever belongs to darkness. We should prepare ourselves to fight evil with the weapons that belong to the light. We should live in a right way, like people who belong to the day. We should not have wild parties or be drunk. We should not be involved in sexual sin or any kind of immoral behavior. We should not cause arguments and trouble or be jealous. But be like the Lord Jesus Christ, so that when people see what you do, they will see Christ. Don't think about how to satisfy the desires of your sinful self. Don't even now, think about it. <laughs> that in and of itself really outlines for those of us who are called, call ourselves believers, mm-hmm. our battle plan for success. One is that we just got through talking about in Romans 12, where the Lord tells us don't conform ourselves to the world. Don't be conformed to this world. So mm-hmm. we see these ideas come around. I've talked to Christians who because they don't want to be offensive, right. will justify abortion. Mm-hmm. They'll say things like, well, it's, 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 well, even if it's a sin, that's between that person We talked about that last time, yeah. <laughs> so therefore, I can just back up. I can take my hands off. You can't. You right. can't just do that. You're conforming to the world. So when it comes down to this question of transgenderism, we want to be nice. We want to back off. And the Bible says, no, truth is truth. Mm-hmm. Because when you and I, mm-hmm. who hold truth and hold light, dampen that light down then everybody walks in darkness you you know and this is the the battle of man it made me think because just the other day i was talking to some people about the uh plato's allegory of the cave Mm -hmm. have you read that i've read parts of it i haven't read yeah it's super short but Mm -hmm. it's uh or it's pretty short but it's um it's an interesting allegory and i think depending on where you're sitting in the world Mm -hmm. you could interpret it Different ways, yeah. okay. And Your you can presupposition make, makes you, you all could the make it make sense in whatever worldview you have. But anyways, can I, I'll paint the picture real quick. So you have these prisoners who've been in prison their whole life, mm-hmm. and they're chained facing this wall, and they just see shadows that they believe is reality. Right. One of the prisoners gets out, right, and he sees that oh my goodness, there's a fire behind us, and there's just these puppets and objects that are casting the shadow. They're not even real. Mm-hmm. He leaves the cave, and he's like. Oh my gosh. So then he's like, I need to tell these prisoners they need to escape because this is not real. He goes back into the cave and he's trying to tell them, but you know how it is when you, you leave a, uh, you're in a really bright place, you go into a dark room, mm-hmm. you're like blind. Right. And so he goes in there and he can't see, he's like blind, right? And then they're like, we're not leaving because you got harmed. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously you are different. Right. You know, you're hurt. We're not leaving. And I think it's an interesting picture to look at how oftentimes, you know, we might get woke. Right. In the real sense, mm-hmm. not the lefty sense, in the sense of truth. And and I've seen people talk about, man, they got so excited, they're going to go tell. But then it's like when you are blinded or when people are just so comfortable with what seems real to them, right? It's my reality. This is real. Mm-hmm. 
then they just choose to stay there. Right. And it's like, and that's where I think we talked about, you know, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Mm-hmm. It's not through just fancy words of let me just persuade you to come to the light. Right. Because, no, this is my reality. I've been here my whole life. I'm comfortable here. I know how it works. I know the rules here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think it can get so discouraging when it's like, oh my gosh, just come to the truth. But it's, people are so comfortable in darkness. And that's where we have to make sure we're fighting these battles through, through prayer the, and with through the weapons that God the weapons that really can cut through and bring light and let those scales. And drop here's from here's their the eyes. other thing I want to point out so everybody can remember is that our enemies are never people, Mm-mm. right? Which I say mm, like yeah, of course, but I'm like no, nah, that's actually hard to remember. Our enemies are never people, right? Our enemies are the spiritual principalities and powers behind these people. And they can be identified by the ideas you hear being spouted through people, Mm -hmm. through the actions you see. You look at the attack, for instance, on the school system, on education. Uh, This modern attack began, I would say, right around the time of the the Scopes Monkey trial, Mm -hmm. where evolution, where people will say God was put on trial. Right. And even though the right side won that argument in court, what we saw was that the 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 liberal or the leftist mentality uh, dealt a severe wound to the foundation of the uh, national psyche mm-hmm. in the sense that out of that came this adoption of this evolutionistic idea. And ultimately, the idea behind evolution is not that you believe that everything had a naturalistic beginning because science looks at that. Even now you look at the top scientists and they tell you it doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Their answer is always to just add more years, go back further back because they have to get to a causative event. Well, even, I mean, a few years back, there was a huge exodus within the scientific right. community. Where people, still, well, people became agnostic because they're like, there has to be something. There they, has to be a creator. <laughs> they still need that causative event. And so they just keep going further and further back. Mm-hmm. But what they did do and what we are, are trying to put a light on right now is the fact that their goal ultimately was to kill God. Right. That was their goal. And so we see now in education, whereas before that time, <laughs> some of the greatest scientists in the world and history had a Judeo-Christian belief system. Mm-hmm. And now the scientists that are pushed forward and, and thought of as being the brightest are those who deny God. Yet they do all this built on the foundation of greater men who've gone before. Who is it said mm-hmm. that uh, 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 in uh, Lord of the Rings, you're a son, you're a lesser son of greater men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we see that these these lesser mm-hmm. minds, quote, unquote, and I'm not taking anything against your intellectual abilities, but because they have denied God, they bootstrap themselves or hamstring themselves in what they can really truly understand about you know, creation. And I think it's so important to really put these things into perspective. And even in Uncle Tom, they talked about this, how a lot of these big dictators throughout the world, mm-hmm. at the heart of it, it's always been to try to get rid of God. Always. Because they saw Christianity in particular as a problem. Right? Yes, it and is they the want problem. To, and they want to be their own God. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so it is. It's always a spiritual battle. This is what always. we're dealing with, whether it's socialism and Karl Marx or, you know, and communism, all these things. With Stalin, like, I always get them mixed up. Karl Marx was communist, mm-hmm. and then Stalin was socialism. Socialism. 
Yeah. They're uh, two, I mean, they're kind of very similar. Two branches on the same tree. <laughs> they killed a lot of people. Yes. So, duh. you know, but the a same. A lot of people. It's like God is dead. Uh-huh. That was the perspective. And every time that philosophy has been allowed to grow to fruition, what you see in its wake is human misery, misery and mm-hmm. death. I mean, think about it. Now, here's here's a here's a snapshot, even from our own history, because we talk about these different battlefields, financially, politically, religiously, mm-hmm. educationally, entertainment. All these things are different battlefronts in the same war. Mm-hmm. And so we think about this here. When we saw this push after President Trump, who was then president, made the statement, America never has and there will be a socialist government. And remember the big clap back by Pelosi? Oh, yeah. You know, they all that. And this, the line was drawn, and they began to push these socialistic ideas. As they did that, mm-hmm. what did we see in this country? Oh, we my gosh. We saw destruction. Oh, yeah. We saw death, and we saw an increase in human misery. Mm-hmm. Because as you push these ideas out, that somehow... It is the government's responsibility to take care of you. Somehow it's the government's responsibility to make you safe. Somehow it's the government's responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like a little child, like a little child who is totally dependent on their parents. Mm-hmm. If you take little kids and you put them in a playground, just let them play without that governance, then what happens is is that those children will soon devolve into chaos. Right. I remember Lord of the Flies, remember? Mm-hmm. They devolve into chaos because the Bible says a child left to himself will come to ruin. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true of nations. What happens is, is that instead of turning to God, man wants men to turn to him. Right. Without so- fail. Even though on paper, this is why I can't stand some of the conversations in higher ed, because on paper it looks like this is going to fix it. Yes. If everyone just adopted this mentality, and it's usually always kind of a socialistic idea, you know, things would be great. And like, no, because you obviously yeah. forgot or you don't know that our hearts are evil. are evil. Evil. And if you are not regenerated, it's going to you know, lead to destruction. I get these ads all the time about uh, trying to... And, and to me, it is another stroke of this spiritual darkness that we're in. Uh, pushing this black consciousness, uh, speaking mm. ethnic, ethnically black. But it's always highlighting how black people are the victims. Always. It, it's, it's amazing to me. No matter what this this think tank pushes out, and I don't want to give it its name because I don't want to promote it, but whatever it pushes out always has the black person as being the victim. Mm-hmm. No matter what the black person did, they could be had a breakthrough in science. Or a millionaire. Always, <laughs> and it's always the system was oppressing them and they I mean like But look how them I am. You know, it's yeah. it, you just look back at history and you find that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's the same debate that took place between Booker T. Washington and Du Bois. Yeah. Uh, Du W B Du Bois. Uh Bose or Boy, how you want to say it? Du Bois. I don't uh, know. The, I know the S is silent. Du Bois. By, yeah. And uh, one was a very socialistic mentality. Mm-hmm. And out of that came a very militant idea mm-hmm. that leads to the destruction not only of the black people, but an injury to the nation as a whole. Because it destroys communities. Right. And on the other hand, we have Booker T, who had a very Judeo-Christian value system. Mm-hmm. And what did you see? You see a strengthening of a people where he told them, I don't care what your background is. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what your mama Get a did, job what and your work. daddy did. Right. He goes, you are here today. Which is the same thing George Washington Carver. He was at same camp, yes. out at Tuskegee. Yes. And he was like, become self-sufficient. And all of a sudden we have <laughs> Learn people to like work. the Tuskegee Airmen, the Red Tails, mm-hmm. who came out and said, not only can we be pilots, 
we can be the best pilots there are in there. And as a result, they never lost a transport mm -hmm. because they proved that they can do these things. And this alone should show people that there is an agenda, especially in education, because you don't learn, especially in college, you don't learn about Booker T, but if you're learning about anything, it's, they're, they're focusing on their other stuff. Mm -hmm. They'll talk about W.E.B. Du Bois. They'll talk mm -hmm. about things like that. But the rest of these people who had a very different mm -hmm. perspective that mm -hmm. was Judeo-Christian that did produce like, hey, you're not inferior. You know, when you talk about the you don't Harlem, talk about them. You talk about the Harlem Renaissance, for instance. You know, you don't understand that this happened because black people got away from the mentality that said they were victims, mm -hmm. and they said, oh, we can do whatever we want. Right. And they began. Be they created society within society. What they did in Harlem, in the Black Harlem, anyway, is the same thing we saw in Jewish Harlem. Mm -hmm. Is that they became community and they began to build up. Now, where we broke down was this divide that we see happening between Du Bois and Booker T. Right. Is that unlike the Jewish Harlem, where they bonded together over a central idea and began to not that they were perfect. That's not what we're talking mm -hmm. about. But they had a central idea that bonded them toward correction or erection they grew whereas in the black community you had a divide that had us fighting against each other and constantly shooting at the foundation right. of what it went to, meant to be black and as a result of that it was like the old crabs in the bucket mentality one goes up and another one just pulls it back down right. and what mm -hmm. happens is as a result of that we can't even have honest dialogue no because once you do you you have to identify which side you're on right and then because there's this 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 ingrained, this spiritual warfare, again, we go back to this principle, this spiritual warfare, this principle that's been put in place where Satan is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. You can't even have an honest dialogue mm -hmm. because now if you're on the other side, you are the enemy. You're the enemy and so now you're automatically fighting. Your skin fighting. may be black. Mm -hmm. Your hair may be as, as nappy as mine when I used to have hair. <laughs> but at the same time, you're still the enemy. Right. And we see this today that now we have this thing where we have to support this mm -hmm. idea of abortion, right? Even though we know, statistically speaking, abortion, especially for the black community, oh, it's it's genocidal in the right. black community. It's like it, Uncle Tom too. They really highlighted again, kind of talking about that. You know, it wasn't just this. It, it is creating division because there's also the socialism that was pushing all of these things. Mm -hmm. You know, from from back then. So. And if you, you watch it, it might make you kind of uncomfortable because it's like, wait, wait a minute. It makes you kind of think about different things. Mm -hmm. And so I'll just say, like in the words of LeVar Burton, right, reading Rainbow, <laughs> but you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> watch it for yourself because I, th I think it's interesting. But see, that's the you problem. That's, that's the reason the, the spiritual warfare is against education because we don't want you to read it for no, yourself. No, they, in fact, they, they just believe me. We want you to me. emote. Don't, don't read. <laughs> if, if, if you don't believe me, right. then you are somehow immoral or evil. Remember the Me Too movement? Oh my gosh, yeah. Believe every woman until she's a Republican or until she's a conservative mm -hmm. or until she says something you don't want her to say and then you can kill her. Right. But <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's that as long as you agree with this spiritual mentality, then it's okay. It's like I, I tell my students all the time that I want them to become critical thinkers. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never going to tell you what to think, but how to think. And so wherever you're sitting, I was like, if you can be a person that can remove your emotion for a moment and look at something and read it and understand it, whether you agree with it or not, okay, and be able to talk about it, you're going to be in a, a position that a lot of people are not because and we then, get so emotionally driven where just because of maybe who it is or who's saying it, we don't even consider listening to what's being right. said. And it's like, we need to kind of get behind, get the behind it, listen to <laughs> get behind it. And I, I even told him, I said, listen to someone that you think you're opposed to. And listen to what they say. Listen to what they say.
Don't emote, but actually listen, listen to what they say. You know? But then you ask yourself questions like, why is this person saying this? Right. Consider the source. Why would a grown man, and I'm, I'm going to get back to this current event because I want to keep it current. Because I think this has its roots in what we're dealing with even here in Boise, Idaho. Oh, now. 100%. <laughs> uh, say, uh, if I'm elected president, I will support legislature that will allow children as young as 9, 10, 12 years old to seek gender transition surgery and to be protected from their parents who are trying to hinder that. We call that a red flag. Why would he say that? Right. Why would a grown person say to you, I'm going to pick on the black community again, why would a grown person say to you in the black community that abortion is a viable option when they know that it's performing genocide on a national mm -hmm. level? Why would they promote that to you? Mm -hmm. What would be the purpose of it? When you look at your hometowns all across this country, wherever you see this socialistic mentality kick into it, you see destruction, urban also, decay follows. Why would we want? Why would some entity promote? basically emasculating men right. to have weak men right you know I, like you see the commercials what Everybody country has ever done well with like no real men <laughs> you know what's, what's really funny now is that if even if you look at movies mm -hmm. the majority of the uh, the stereotypical leading man american leading man the old clint what east uh, clint eastwood types and john wayne types they're not even american right we bring them in from other countries because we so emasculated the american right. male that we don't have a great plethora to pull from. Or like anymore. how you started talking about commercials. Uh -huh. In commercials, it's always like this wimpy, feminine husband or father. And it's like, Oh, hmm. the, the last one, it just got on my nerve last night. I was watching a football game and this commercial comes on and this woman's sitting on the sofa, a very conservative looking woman, and she says, I miss whatever's name, Harold. He's been on the fence ever since this thing. Oh, the cell phone the, thing? Or, yeah. yeah no, no, some kind of travel thing. Oh, that was it. And he's sitting out on the fence, and he's got this very meek he's person. Sitting he's sitting like this. And, he's like, and she's like, get off the fence, Harold. And he's like, okay, I'm coming down. Oh, I need a ladder. And it's like, we see those types of things pushed over and over and over again. How somehow to be male is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know me. I'm a huge fantasy fan, uh, 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 fan of fantasy. And one of the top is the J.R. Tolkien series in The Lord of the Rings. But now they got this new movie out. Rings, of, Rings, power. Rings of Power. And I was talking to your brother about this. I said, it's so funny. We have this great legacy of these uh, dynamic war, uh, uh, elf warriors mm -hmm. who are these. We have Legolas, right? He's right, fighting. Right, he's, right. Shoot, he's sliding down. Shoot Quick, orcs. He's fast. shooting orcs. He's fighting. He's killing with a knife. He's doing all this stuff. Yeah. And yet... In this uh, episode with uh, uh, Rings of Power, uh, these elves go out, all men except for one. Their leader is Gladril, a female. And they go into this cave, and this snow cave uh, troll comes out and attacks them. And all these male dwarfs are just getting smashed. They're getting killed. They're standing there like, we I don't know what to do. Them. I'm just so scared. And this thing just kills them. And then she runs into the room with the sword. She jumps, lies, jumps, quits. I'll show you how and it's done, that, man. And in 15 seconds, she's killed this thing. Wow. Killed it dead. It's impressive. And we're going, why is that even a point? The point right. is because it's part of that spiritual battle that is speaking to a mentality of the nation that says, you know what? This traditional masculinity is bad. It's mm -hmm. not good. And so we show men as either being uh, strong but corrupt. Right. Or 
weak and Gentile and very feminine. That's and, what always got me because when I, I remember when I was going to school, still a student, and reading about like toxic masculinity and hegemonic masculinity. And, you know, some of the things I'm like, well, yes, that's toxic, but you're also creating it. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and I would like in my mind just be like, this is not real masculinity. Right. Like, but you guys are making it sound as though this is the norm. It's not. I was they, like, this is this they, is what's wrong. They're building a straw man but it's and then like, they knock it down. Exactly. Yeah. They build a straw man and then they knock it down. I'm like, it, like it killed me. I remember just being so frustrated all the time because I was like, this is not what is, this right. is not masculine. This is terrible. But you're making it sound like every single person is this way. If you told your son when he fell to get up and you didn't always sit there and just like you and know coddle him you know and coddle him and of course like a mother's heart is to nurture the you know and that's why god made women differently than men what but, women are different right. than men oh but my god you've talked about how when you're raising boys uh-huh. you have a different mentality than raising girls because there is a difference that god made uh-huh. it's not just this cultural we thing. have to foster it we have to foster it you know and i was like and you know it's a god thing because even across cultures mm-hmm. there's a clear difference between Men, men and women. And women. Which is why like, the spiritual cultures. battle is so so, so strong. You so see strong. it because they're trying so hard to desperately destroy something mm-hmm. that has already been established. So right. they have to change the norms, which is, again, talking about spiritual warfare, which is why they're attacking the schools right. as young as kindergarten mm-hmm. classes, teaching kids about sexuality, homosexuality, transgenderism. Why would that be so necessary in kindergarten? I mean, the whole thing with DeSantis down in Florida, right? The uh, don't, say, don't gay. say gay, which was which never, never was an issue. It right. was don't teach little kids about sexuality. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't even be honest about that. Why? Right. Because it is a war and their object is to steal, to kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. What does uh, Jesus say of the, those who follow the devil? He says, you're of your father and his works you will do. Hmm. He was a liar from the beginning. So when he tells a lie, he's telling of his own. Mm-hmm. And this is what we see, which goes back to your early position is that you can have all these presuppositions you want, but the truth is what really matters. And so you can sit here and say in this cave, well, no, there's monsters out there and you can't see because you were harmed. And mm-hmm. those things may have very emotional, uh, have a very strong emotional attachment for you or rea- mm-hmm. cause an emotional reaction within you. But the reality is the freedom's outside the cave. Right. So no matter what you believe or thought, the reality is, is that there were puppets being shown on the wall. Mm-hmm. There were puppets behind a fire that somebody had created, somebody had put in place in order to keep you a captive in this cave. Right. But the truth was nonetheless outside. And right. so this is what we have to look at. And there are so many things that we can come back to now. And if I allow you to have a certain presupposition on it, then your mentality can allow you to believe whatever you want. Right. Uh, for instance, this whole thing with critical race theory. Mm-hmm. How many times have you talked to people about critical race theory and tried to point out to them that this is a Marxist belief system, this is a socialistic belief system, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear it? Or they'll just ignore that part and be like, yeah, but it's bringing attention to this. It's like, oh my gosh, you can't just like... Shadows pick, on like, the wall. Yeah, exactly. Shadows on the wall. You're creating your own reality, mm-hmm. and it is... I can't tell you how many people I had this conversation <laughs> with about the BLM, Black Lives Matter movement. And preachers preaching it from the pulpit, black light, and I'm like, this is a foundation created by three lesbian women who, who of their own words, said they want to destroy the nuclear family, mm-hmm. and that they were socialist. Right. And yet They've, they said that we are when, tr- we're so trained socialists. Yeah. So like, when you are talking to people about it and they don't want to hear that Marxist, because why? They, they are comfortable with the shadows on the wall, and they're not thinking for themselves. And so we have to stop and say, okay. If this is the root, 
if the root of this movement is corrupt and evil, then how can its fruit be good? Mm -hmm. See, and this is what Jesus taught us all the time. If the root be good, then the fruit would be good. Right. And so Ooh. we have to come back to the place. Go ahead. You got I know we, we're kind of getting long, so we should end it here. Like, uh, we but, should. but one thing I would like to say is something you brought up the other day. We were talking about how, you know, the enemy, he's patient mm -hmm. in the sense of, and I think we need to always remember that he does not come as like, could we all be like, ah, right? Yep. <laughs> he comes as an angel of light. And so right. there are a lot of things that sound good. They sound caring. Mm -hmm. But like you're saying, we have to go back to, well, what is the seed? What is the root? Because mm -hmm. if that's bad, you know the fruit's not going to be good. The tree might look pretty right now. It might look like a really pretty tree, but that fruit's going to kill you. We hear, <laughs> we hear said all the time, we talk to our young girls. If you got a bad dude, you can't love him good. Mm -mm. You can't love drop, him good. Drop it, yeah. And guy, same thing is true. If you got a crazy woman on your hands, you can't love him good. <laughs> if they're crazy, they're crazy. I'm just trying right, to tell you. I'm not right. trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But and you got people who are immorally bankrupt mm -hmm. or emotionally damaged or suffering from some serious psychosis. You can't just love that away. Mm -mm. That has to be dealt it has with. To be, it has to be fixed. <laughs> and the same thing is, is spiritually true here as well. When we come to these issues, we just can't take this thing that is evil and then attach some benevolent emotion with it and then make the thing good. Mm -hmm. For instance, it's always going to be wrong to just kill babies. Right. No matter what. No matter what. No matter how you dress it up. No Even if I have to choose the life of the mother over the baby, killing the baby is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's in today's world. I don't see how that would be. No, even they said in situations like that, they will try to, to save, save the, mo the mom and the baby, mm -hmm. you know. But so. as one person said, uh, abortion is the only surgery you can have where one of your patients has to die. Right. <laughs> it's like so, the science is so amazing now yeah. where they can try everything yes. to try to save a child. That's life. why I say it's always going to be a bad it thing. It always is, yeah. And so we have to remember, especially as those who are believers, that the war is real mm -hmm. and maybe next maybe we'll continue this on our next presentation i want to talk about this spiritual warfare again and go into how the lord says we are to fight this because we have armor he's given us tools right we talked this time about we talked about a lot of the tools. areas of problems yeah, but then how you know, can we actually how can you how do you fight. use these weapons effectively yeah it's good and so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go into that next time so Join us next time as we get behind the why of how to actually engage in this mm -hmm. spiritual warfare and how to go in, as Jesus said, to set the captives free, to declare today the day of liberty. Take those chains so off. So that those who yeah. are... <laughs> break every chain. Break every, break every yes. chain. <laughs> there is power <laughs> So we'll talk about that next time. But until that time, take the time to get behind the why. When you hear these ideas mm -hmm. being floated out to you, ask yourself this question. Why is this person telling me this? What is their what is their goal behind this? Take the time to get behind the why. So until next time, peace. Love you guys. The Lord peace. bless you and keep you. If you have any questions or concern, hit us up in the comments. We'll be sure to get back to you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye.